Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we is the Monday Mindset episode. Today we're going to dive into some tips and tools and strategies. This is one of my favorite episodes of the week because we really get to look at what is the few things, maybe things that we can shift in our mindset, in our perspective that can help set us up for success in our week. So normally these tips are things that I dive into because they are things that I am living in and they, we can only teach and coach and speak on things that we live. So I wanted to give you a shortcut to success and I really almost... Hmm. I'm going to say the word success to me, I, I, I don't love it because it feels like it's a pass, pass or fail, good or bad. And sometimes we can get caught up in, you know, who's successful, who's not. But I just want you to think about success being like you taking that step forward to where you want to go. So wherever that is, that could be a small change in your life or it could be a big overhaul that you're doing in your life. So a shortcut to success this is something that I have learned the hard way and it is something that I am continually learning because it is just something that is a challenge for me in my life, being completely transparent. Even though I know it's important, it is still something that I have a hard time doing. So let's just back up for a second. I believe that a lot of our strengths in our life, they really help us to get to where we are. So I am, maybe you'll be able to relate to this. I am a very driven person. I have been since I was younger. I would push. School didn't come easy to me. Um, I'm sure if they were to take a look now, there's a few things that I struggled with learning-wise that we never talked about then. But I worked really, really, really hard in order to get the marks and grades, and it just wasn't easy. So I was a pusher. I was driven. I didn't quit. I would push until I was completely done and not knowing when to stop that track or maybe realize that this was just not working. See, and I think that if I look at that, those traits, those traits have done me very well. They have helped me push through some really difficult times in my life and helped me to get through you know, times where I just would have been easier to throw in the towel. So those are traits, those are personality traits that I know have served me well, but I also know that at many times in my life, they did not serve me well because they, I found myself pushing sometimes to the point of complete exhaustion or running myself down and not listening to the signs. And I believe then that sometimes we have to learn the opposite. So for example, when I was dealing with the issues with my kids, when they were younger, being the pusher, the driven one who is really trying to micromanage, control, and be a perfectionist to fix, change everyone else was really not an asset. That was not an asset. I'll be completely honest there. I actually had to learn the opposite, and that was like trust, faith, surrender, let go, 
breathe, simply breathe. So I think that there's points in time in our life where our personality traits, we actually have to learn the opposite in order to move through a challenge. So if you've been stuck facing a challenge and it's like you just the same picture you're facing over and over and it's not changing, maybe it actually needs a different approach and a different approach that is completely brand new to you. So I know those are hard to learn. I do understand. But you know, when you do learn them, it is so freeing to learn the opposite and to learn that, yes, there is a place for, as they say, there's a place for light and dark. We need both sides of everything in order to fully understand what is working, what isn't, and how they balance each other out. So this past 10 days, I was in the middle of the beginning of my launch for, I'm doing this launch. It's a collaborative book and a mastermind where people can go through and learn how to share their story, own their stories, share their stories. And from there, then they can learn how to leverage that book to speak, coach, and write. So it's very different, very unique. And it's just something that I tried to create that I created because it was not available when I was doing this before, when I created a collaborative book. So that's where it's birthed from. So long story short, I set tons of backend setup and a lot of things that are completely not they're very foreign to me because that's not my field as far as building sales pages and landing pages and linking things and payments and all those things. And so it was very much a growth, growth experience for me. But I found myself in that 10 day cycle where I was pushing, like I pushed really hard. I pushed myself to a point that I just knew what that timeline was. And I had calls, I had tons of calls, and I had a schedule where it was very crazy busy, um, to the point that on Thursday, I was losing my voice, like completely losing my voice. And then in came the migraine, and then in came the fatigue and the exhaustion. And listen, don't get me wrong, I am so thrilled and excited about everybody who has come in, and I'm just being completely transparent with you because that's what I do. It hit me like a rock, and I was like, okay, Marsha, you just did this to yourself. You totally did this to yourself. So what is an, a, one of the top secrets to success, I believe, honestly, is raising the self-care game. I think it's raising the self-care game, increasing the self-care game, making it a priority. Now, you have to understand, I am somebody who really models and does self-care. I actually do. I have priorities and I keep them in my schedule of what I do when my phone goes off, sleep, all of those things. But then when you get into the doing phase, sometimes you just forget and they go by the wayside and you're like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and I'll get to it. Maybe you can relate. Or maybe you're kind of saying, I'll get to it and think, when is that actually going to happen? Because I'm not getting to it. So that is just something that I just wanted to share. So I had to, at the end of the early bird closing, which was Thursday, I had to say, okay, that knocked the crap out of me. Like I was exhausted, was an understatement. It was an absolute understatement. And I did have some good laughs at myself and I did, you don't even want to have the things I was doing. It's embarrassing, but I was, that's what happens when you're tired, when you're tired and you're run down. And it's a learning curve that I will continue to pass on to my clients. But as you push more to create more, to show up more in the world, to not hide, and as I say, the vulnerability became even more and more so as I was sharing why this book was important to me and why I felt there was a need for it, 
that I felt even more vulnerable, like more layers of the onion were peeling off. And then, you know what, that takes time to recover because it's that little bit of vulnerability hangover that, oh my gosh, I've just you know shared a lot of personal things with people. But if I do that, then I can be seen. And when I can be seen, someone else hears the message. And when they hear the message, they realize that, oh, this is actually speaks to me. And this is something that is really important in my own life. Because I can tell you out of the people that who have joined more than half of people I've never met before. So that's awesome. That is awesome. But that means the message is reaching. So it's important to be vulnerable in those places because you really want to explain why it's so important and why there is so much value and why I felt so convicted about what I was doing. But I paid a price for that. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to be very vulnerable and share that with you. Then I gave and gave and gave and gave until it was empty. So if you've heard me talk about the cup and the saucer, I did, this is not mine. I got this from Lisa Nichols and I refer to it constantly. When we fill our cup, if you picture a cup and a saucer, when we fill our cup to overflow, the overflow that, pill, that spills into the saucer is what we serve others from. So every day when we are filling, like we are feeding others out of our cup, out of our cup, but we are not putting anything back in. That cup is constantly bone dry. So forget trying to feed others out of overflow because there is no overflow because the cup is empty. And you know, when you really start to look at it, it's like, well, that makes sense. So I'm always having this conversation with myself saying, what did you put in your cup today? What did you put in your cup today? And I know for that 10 days, I didn't put a whole heck of a lot in my cup. I still worked out. I still did some, you know, definitely maybe not as many as I normally do, but I still did my fitness. I, my nutrition was still on, but some of the other things that I really needed to be grounded, I just didn't do. I wasn't doing the journaling like I would normally do. I wasn't doing the meditation. I wasn't doing just breathing. I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed. And I was saying yes to other things that I would not normally say yes to, which is crazy. You go on this yes train where you say yes to everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? No, it's a no to everything. And it had to become a no to virtually everything. I had so many things that I wanted to do on the weekend and it was beautiful. And instead it required an extra rest, some naps, feet up, good water, good nutrition, and just some recharge. So as you reach out and work to increase and show, show up more, stop hiding, be more vulnerable, and really kind of go after those goals, I want you to see this um, graph where as your level of success is going up, like as you are really striving towards big, big goals, that you have to have an arrow that goes exactly with it, completely parallel, that is your self-care game. It actually has to increase. And that's the thing, right? Is when we are pushing, pushing, pushing to hit these goals or hit targets or whatever it is we're going towards, this self-care game has to go up with it. It can't stay at the baseline are non-existent because honestly we'll hit the wall and nothing happens. Then we need time to recover and all these things. Now, I mean, I know this, I've done this, I've lived this, and I promise you I'm going to be doing it again sometime. So being completely transparent. So when those times happen and you are on a mission to hit some goals, to hit, to release something, to launch something, just know it takes a lot of energy in order to do that. 
a lot of your personal energy and you've got to stay in that zone in order for others to feel your conviction and feel what it is that you are putting together and believe in you as to why it's so important. But that self-care game has to go up with it. It absolutely has to go up with the exact same trajectory, if not more. And so I want you to think about that when you have been striving or pushing towards something in your life. What happened to your self-care game? And there might be some of you right now listening going, self-care game? It didn't even start. Like, I didn't even start it. So I'm telling you it's a missing link. It's a missing piece of the puzzle when you are shooting for a goal that you need to have that self-care game. So I'm going to give you a few of my top tips that I use when it comes to this, my key to success is increasing that self-care game. So one, one of the first things that I do is I have to listen. Right? I have to listen to the cues. For me, apparently I'm not a very good listener because as I wasn't listening and I was putting it in the back of my head, in came this migraine, one of the worst ones I've ever had, to be completely honest, knocked me right on, like right on my butt. And I really feel for any of you migraine sufferers out there because a migraine is like a headache times 10,000. It's just, it's something I can't fathom people who struggle with that on a regular basis because it's just awful. So when the migraine kicks in, that for me is the sign where my body's saying, listen, I've been trying to talk to you for days. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough water and your energy output is through the roof. So if you're not going to listen, this is what you're going to get. So yes, I did that to myself and who knows whether we had lots of rain, whatever it is. But for me, I have to listen to the signs and pay attention and when I am listening, like when I am listening, I can catch that, but I'm not always listening. So I listen for the signs. Some of the things I have to do first is I have to turn off technology. Like I have to turn it off, dial it back. You know, really, I, I'm very faithful about trying to post on a consistent basis. And then sometimes it's like, you know what? It just, there's nothing there I need to unplug and recharge. So don't apologize. Give yourself the space that you need. Because I can tell you sometimes three to four days feels like, I mean, weeks for how stimulated we are with our, with our social media. So turn it off. Stop scrolling. Put a timer on it. Or as I tell my clients, be super intentional about when you are on. What I try and do is I set my posts of what I'm going to do or I'm going to talk about. I do it in my notes section of my phone. I'll get up and I do it in the morning and then I might not go back to that phone for a while. Or I go in the afternoon and I use it for, you know, putting good positive comments on other people's posts so that there's some good engagement and I'm connecting with people and then I come off again. So I'm extremely intentional about time and set those timers for yourself and the energy output. So first is listening. Second is turning off or stop scrolling, being very intentional. Third, as you are really, if you're really listening, ask yourself what's missing. Like ask yourself what's missing. You know, some of the best things you can do is have regular conversations with yourself and say like, what is missing? For me, it was rest. I was not resting and I was not sleeping soundly. I would wake up regularly throughout the day. And it took a coach to say to me, which was very true and powerful, that if you go, go, go all day, then by the time it comes to nighttime, you know what? Your brain hasn't had a chance to slow down. So all of a sudden it just goes a mile a minute, which is what mine exactly did. So I have to build in, even if it's 15 minutes twice a day where I sit and read a book 
or I just meditate or I breathe, I slow down. I, I really teach myself to slow down. So being that intentional, but ask yourself what's missing and what is it that you need? Because you know the answer. You always, we always know the answer. For me, it was sleep. For me, it was downtime and it was grounding. And who knows, had I just inserted a few pockets of time during the day, that might've made a difference too. So again, learning always a work in progress. The next one is be super intentional about your planning. So I do this plan, and if you want more information, you can send it to me, but there's send me a message. But I do this weekly intention plan. I do it every Sunday. And I go through my top values of what I is important to me and how I'm going to schedule that in my week. I don't just say I'm going to do three workouts. I actually say when they're going to be. Then I put them on my Google Calendar, and they're, they're actually color-coded. My clients are color-coded, my webinars are color-coded, pod, podcasts are something else, and then I actually have like a different color that is like my fun zone out time. That might mean I go to chapters, I go to Starbucks, I go and sit, whatever, and I go sit by myself with a book and a journal, or I just give myself that time. So I actually schedule that stuff in. I am so intentional about my schedule. And that sometimes when I'm hot, when I'm a little off, I stop and go, okay, what needs to be fixed? What needs to be tweaked in that schedule? And maybe I need more downtime. Maybe I need to build in more pockets of 15 minutes because I did it this morning and I can't even tell you, I just like, I read for 20 minutes. It was just a, a fiction book and it was like, okay, that felt much better. Like my brain felt much better. So it doesn't have to be anything expensive and it doesn't have to be anything like incredibly out of the box. It just can be something small and slow to bring yourself back down again. The next is honestly is to cut yourself some slack. Self-compassion. I'm telling you self-compassion is huge. We are not, I don't know why we do this, but we are a culture of not giving ourselves the kind of self-compassion that we need. We are so much more likely to give it to somebody else than to give it to ourselves. And that is something I'm telling you, it's actually backwards. It's ass backwards because you have to be able to give to yourself first before you can give to someone else. So if you want to be able to give more love, to feel more love from someone else, you have to give it to yourself first. If you want to be able to be more compassionate with others, you have to give it to yourself first. Everything, every single relationship in your life stems from your relationship with yourself, every single one. So if you want something more, it starts with your relationship with yourself. Self-compassion starts with us. We have to give ourselves some grace and say, you know what? We're doing the best that we can with what we have. And in all things considered, you know what? You did just fine, Marcia. You did just fine. And I will have those conversations with myself just to give myself some slack because I, if I leave it with the little thoughts in my head, sometimes it feels like it's not enough. So I have that conversation with myself. I love this quote. Um, I'm, it's not quite um, exactly as Brené Brown would say, but hopelessness feeds into powerlessness. So when we are feeling powerless and overwhelmed, right? You know, that feeling like I cannot do this. I cannot make this work. That feeds into hopelessness. And when we feel hopeless, we are full of doubt and limiting beliefs. And we feel that we have no control. We don't even know how to change it. Those two feed into each other. So if you want to change that and you want to feel like you have more hope, you have to start to take power back. So having power gives you more hope. So I don't want you to think of power as like, I have control. 
it's, although it's intent, but we do have control over ourselves and what we do. And that's our own personal power. And when we do that, we can shift the energy and we give ourselves more hope. When we have more hope, we have less limiting beliefs. So do you see how that triangle just goes back and forth? So if you can learn to cut yourself some slack, be self-compassionate with where you're at and what you're doing. And when you catch yourself into that high doubts, hopelessness, feeling like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. And I am so bad at all this. This is not working. Then you are feeding the powerlessness. And when you feed that, you stay stuck in that cycle of being hopeless. And that I can tell you right now, nothing changes from that space. Nothing. And you know what? The last is rest. Rest, so simple. Rest, water, nature, fill your cup to overflow, like completely fill it to overflow. And if that means you have to do nothing for a day, do nothing for a day. Honestly, at the end of the day, the only advocate for you is you. That's it. There is no one else. And I, I'm that person that I, sometimes I do need reminders from someone else. And I had a mentor say to me, like nothing this weekend, even when you feel the need to work, don't, don't do it. So I went out of my way to do things that were not work-related. And I did have a little moment of this little panic on Sunday going like, crap, I got all this stuff to do. And I went, no, you've rested so you can come back and be on your game this week. So it will all work out and it will all be the way that it should be. And you can, you know what, it just is coming at life with a brand new perspective. And I can tell you from Thursday to Sunday, my head feels a thousand times better. I feel so much more grounded. I feel so much more present and able to focus and do what needs to be done this week. So now I feel like I'm, I can come right back. But hopefully I've learned some lessons and I hope that you have too. That if we really want to work on our path to success, whatever success looks like for you, then you need to be upping that self-care game. I think it is the number one trick tip that people have to do because honestly, we are the biggest project that we are ever going to work on. We are the, all growth in our life stems from us. All of it does. So as we grow ourselves, we grow the potential of what we can achieve in this life. It comes from us. All of it does. So I hope that lands with you and I hope that there's something that you can take away and say, yep, that was definitely me she was talking to because it, I know I'm not alone. I certainly know I'm not alone and I hope that lands. If it does, you know what? Reach out, connect with me and let me know what you're taking away from this podcast or from any of the podcasts because it helps me to stay on track and, and you know what? give you the information and the tools and the tips that you are looking for to help you in your week and to help you in your life. And I really hope this lands. I hope that you are able to apply something in your life and to go from there. So if you want to reach out and connect, please reach out and connect because I am here to help serve you to learn how to own your story. And when you own your story, honestly, and when you own your choices, you truly, truly own your life. And that puts you back in the driver's seat again. And that's where all change comes from. So on that note, have an absolutely incredible week. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.